Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the Apples and Oranges podcast, where we tackle the questions of the day from a biblical point of view. I'm uh, Jason Cardenosa, a Christian and Missionary Alliance pastor for a church right here in Tom's River, New Jersey, Alive Again Alliance Church. And I'm Ashley Duffner. I'm a mom and a student of the Bible. So today's topic um, goes a little bit back to our discussion last week. Last week we had a good conversation on purgatory. Yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. But there was a part in last week's podcast that I felt like we really needed to expound upon. You yeah. remember we brought up the book of the Maccabees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, the book of the Maccabees is found in the Roman Catholic Bible, but it's not found in the Evangelical or the Orthodox Bible. Yeah. And so I thought that it was really important for us to discuss a little bit on why we rely on the Bible um, in our podcast talk as the truth for the different topics that that we cover. Yeah, I was thinking about this topic and I'm like, hmm, this is probably one of the first ones we should have done (laughs) because that's what our podcast is all about. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, it it really is. It's about the different topics uh, or conversations that go on every day and what the Bible has to say about them. But before we get to the topic, um, last week we started uh, what we called uh, was the moment of hope. Uh, I don't know that we really landed on the name Moment of Hope, Glimpses of Light in the Dark World. Uh, I, I don't think we landed on a name for yeah, this part of the podcast, right? Nope. So if you're watching or if you're listening and you have an idea as to what we should call this moment, basically what we want to do is we want to point out that in this dark world, uh, in this time when things are going wrong, uh, we can get lost in all of the darkness. We, we just want to take a moment and we want to provide a glimmer of hope. Yes. Uh, last week, I think we talked about the firefighters who were fighting the fires yeah. here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so this week, we want to just take a moment. The story comes out of Chicago, um, and uh, it was really an inspirational story. Uh, the headline was, Caught on Video, 20-Year-Old Jumps Into Action, Rescues a Man Who Fell Onto Electrified Third Rail. The story basically goes on to say that this 20-year-old was standing uh, on at the train station mm-hmm. and he noticed there was a man um, who appeared to be sleeping but really fell onto the third rail. The third rail um, is the rail that has the electricity that flows through oh it for the train. Goodness. And it's really interesting because as, the, as you read the story, the, the, the 20-year-old jumps down and in order to get the man off of the third rail and back onto the train station, he had to actually touch the third rail. Um, and so it's, it says that, you know, he goes, he's quoted as saying, I felt the electrical shocks going through my body, but I wasn't going to allow that to stop me from saving this man. That's crazy. That's really something. Yeah, it was, it was a really powerful story. And Mm so, um, just want to give a praise out to that young gentleman, um, who helped the, the person off of the third rail. Um, And just, you know, just remind everybody out there that there is hope in the world, Mm -hmm. that there are good things that go on. And good Uh, people. Yeah, there's good people. Mm -hmm. And we should focus a lot more on the good people than on all of this chaos and and the darkness. Yep, the bad Um, news. The bad news. Right. Okay. So. So, what are we going to 
what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about um, basically what the Bible says and why we trust in what the Bible says. Um, oh, that's good. Yes. I'll, our last podcast, I was reading a lot of the comments that we had gotten, and we got a lot of negative comments. Let's just say that. <laughs> but um, so a lot of people disagree with some of the beliefs that we have because they simply just don't believe that the Bible is true or how to trust that the Bible is is written and it's correct. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, we had over 3,000 views of our podcast from um, from the social media platform that uh, that we we boosted, um, and yeah, a number of them were saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a story, it's just it's a fairy tale, yeah. it's just it's just made up. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a really great question because um, it is a very foundational question uh, that that needs to be addressed and it needs to be answered. And for those that put their faith in the Bible, mm-hmm. we really need to know how to answer the question. Yeah. So it's really, um, it's really a foundational truth. Um, so let me ask you a question before we get started. What do you think the world says about trusting the Bible? Well, I, I, get, I get this question a lot, actually. Um, I handed a Bible to somebody because I was like, I said, oh, I have a book for you. And they're like, oh, a book. Great. And I was <laughs> like, here you go. And it was the Bible. And they're like, but what if this isn't true? What if this isn't real? And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I never really thought about like that. A lot of people have that question. So I get a lot like the world believes that it's just men who made the Bible who want to control people. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people say that. Or what else do they say? Like with different religions, why is your Bible right? And other people's are made up. Like the Quran, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. You know, those are some good examples. And, uh... The Bible basically contradicting itself and stuff like that. Yeah, and those really are very real concerns, and we have to be able to know how to defend um, the truth and and the entirety of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's really it's really an important topic. And I thought again after after we had our conversation about um, um, Last week, what was it about? Purgatory. Yeah, there you go. We had um, we had our conversation about tur- purgatory. It came up um, in just a few moments' time, um, and so I thought it was really important uh, that we that we talk about this. So let's start with how the Bible was put together. Okay. Right? That's a really good place to start, and and why really why we have the books that we have in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first thing that I'd like to point out is that the first five books of the Bible um, is known as the Pentateuch. Uh, it's known as the Pentateuch, the first five books, and those books were written by Moses, and back when Moses wrote those books, they were accepted by the Jewish people as authoritative. Um, authoritative simply means that it's reliable and it was able to be trusted. Uh, the rest of the Old Testament is God's word as he gave it to the people, people like Isaiah, people like Jeremiah, um, uh, people like Solomon and, mm-hmm. and David. Um, when God gave uh, these words to the Bible, uh, to these people, they were, they were written down. People were actually um, scribes, 
back in the day. They, their sole responsibility was to write down what Moses uh, received, what these prophets said or wrote down, and they were they, their sole responsibility was simply to make copy after copy. And it was such a discipline mm-hmm. that if they mo- so much as wrote um, a letter wrong, let's say that uh, they were they they had gotten uh, through ninety percent of the book or mm-hmm. the the letter that they were writing, yeah, and they so much as got an eye wrong, mm-hmm. they burned the whole transcript. Wow, that that's how disciplined these scribes were, and so they scribed them, they copied them, they transferred them from one generation down to another generation. Okay, they they were meticulous in how they did what they did. So, so there's no copy mistakes or typos or anything like that in the Bible. So, well, when you're talking about the old scripts, there there weren't. But when you're talking about some of the new, there are mistakes in some of the later copies of the manuscripts. But what's interesting um, is that which while a, a letter or punctuation or a word might be transcribed incorrectly. None of the mistakes caused theological changes in any of the manuscripts we have. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right. That's good to know. And that's, <laughs> it's, that's really in, in, in important yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. So one of the tests for deciding which books would be part of the scriptures was the test of consistency. Now, what's interesting to point out is that the Old Testament was written over a period of about a thousand years. And so it's important that there would be consistency with what was previously written. Many of the authors of the Old Testament didn't even know each other and weren't able to read and study what the others wrote. So they couldn't compare and yet were still consistent with what God had previously told them. This also shows how God was watching over his word to make sure it was what he wanted us to know. Mm-hmm. That's So what, what do you think about that? That's really crazy because uh, every time I think about, um, like, I think about, like, the first five, right? Gospels yeah, the first five. of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes, yeah, so. Four Gospels. Four, four, yeah. not five. Yeah. Um, and then you got the book of Acts. Now, the New Testament is a little bit different than the Old Testament. Yeah, so what you said is the Old Testament yeah. was like where they didn't know each other and they weren't able to study with one another, and I always thought that about the New Testament. So it's crazy that the Old Testament is that way as well. Yeah, and well, the Old Testament is far more that because, again, the Old Testament was written over a longer period, a longer of, time, period right? of time, and the authors um, of, let's say, the book of Isaiah did not know Moses, didn't know, you know, were not able... Mm-hmm. Um, to understand that. So it, so that is where when God inspired the authors of the different books, that there was consistency yeah. in their in, writings. Yeah, in what they had to say. In what they had to say. So the, now, now we're going to shift a little bit because the New Testament was written simply by nine authors. Mm-hmm. That's all. And different than the Old Testament, the Old Testament was written over a thousand year period. The New Testament was simply written over a 50-year period. Yeah, that's a really big difference. So it's a really <laughs> big difference, and it's a it's a much shorter time period. And when you're looking at whether the Bible we have today is even accurate compared to the earlier uh, or the earliest events and manuscripts, there really are two types of documents 
that we want to take a look at. Mm -hmm. The first document is known as the earliest documents, and the second is really known as the eyewitness documents. Mm -hmm. Okay? There are over 24,000 ancient manuscripts of the New Testament. So, for uh, some reference, the story of Jesus and his resurrection has more early eyewitness documents than any other historical figure we know existed. Wow. The only one close to that is Alexander the Great, who we know as an important historical figure. Yeah. Right? Learn he, about him in school. He conquered <laughs> most of the known world mm -hmm. um, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, there are 18 non-gospel documents that mention Jesus within the first 100 years of his life. A lot of people writing about this man known as Jesus. And so for comparison, the best manuscripts we have of Alexander the Great are 400 years after he died. Wow. See the difference? Yeah. The, the ones that are written about Jesus are within the 100 years that he lived. Right. And so rather than an, an events document, uh -huh. Alexander the Great, yeah. we have eyewitness documentation of when Jesus actually walked oh, on earth. earth. And it's very yeah. interesting that the world, dis the world accepts Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great's documents uh -huh. some four year, 400 years after he lived, mm -hmm. rather than accepting first hand accounts mm -hmm. of when Jesus walked. Yeah. Right. So one of the deciding factors of how certain books were included in the New Testament was who wrote them. Mm -hmm. Remember, we said, really, there are only nine authors of the New Testament. Yeah. For any writing to be included, it has to be written by an apostle or someone closely associated with with an apostle. Now there's a couple different definitions of apostle and the definition that I want to point out here is an apostle this definition is somebody who actually walked with Jesus. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. There are other apostles and uh, so Timothy uh, is later referred to. Timothy would be an apostle mm -hmm. but Timothy didn't walk with Jesus. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. Timothy um was was a couple of years after Jesus never he was never introduced to Jesus but Timothy was closely connected to apostles okay okay mm -hmm. and so um, the reason I point that out is because these apostles had firsthand eyewitness accounts of what happened with Jesus okay this uh, that's like if I experienced an event and I wrote about it mm -hmm. and then I handed it to my son. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but so what if you're lying about the event happening? Well, it's a really good question. Mm -hmm. And it's a question that a lot of people struggle with. And so this is how I'm going to answer that. Okay. That's why you mentioned earlier the four Gospels. Yeah. Right? So there are four Gospel books, not one. Yeah. Okay. And that's why it's important that the books included were consistent with other already accepted testimonies, mm -hmm. all right? So say the event I wrote about that I handed down to my son was a car crash. Mm -hmm. And I say a deer jumped out in front of the car. Mm -hmm. The car swerved 
and hit a truck. I could be lying, right, yeah. about the deer. Yeah. But let's say that there are three other people who saw the car crash, and they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. The police officer arrives on the scene and starts to investigate. He would say that my account was accurate. Now, let's say for a moment that there was a fourth person who came along Mm -hmm. and said, well, wait a minute. No, I saw the accident. And and there was no deer. Yeah. Rather, he was talking or texting on his cell phone. Mm -hmm. The officer is going to take that information down. But because there are three eyewitnesses that line up with my story... Mm-hmm. And there are no other eyewitnesses that line up with his story. Mm-hmm. The officer says the proper account is of the deer coming out. Yeah. And would disagree with the one. Yeah. Okay? That's why it's important that there are these four different gospels. They're written down by four different people, but there is consistency in their writings. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And the idea brings us to what we talked about last week when we mentioned the book of the Maccabees. So that's that's partly why they're not included in the Bible. Mm. Okay? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. It's not... (laughs) The book of the Maccabees are not consistent with the rest of the whole or the entirety of the Bible. Hmm. That's really interesting. Right? Okay, so is that, are those the only reasons why we believe the Bible's true? Well, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) Are those the only reasons? Well, Um, no. I want to say no. Okay, well, I'm glad you asked the question (laughs) because really, um, I I do want to take a moment to touch on a number of other things. Uh There are archaeological evidences that line up with what is written in the Bible. And there's more evidence than what we can talk about today. So I just simply want to suggest checking out answers. You can go to Mm Genesis.org, all right? Um, Genesis.org provides you a great wealth of answers on this, but I do want to talk about just a couple of archaeological examples. Um, First of all, there uh, in the early 1900s, an archaeologist was digging, Mm -hmm. and he came across all of these scrolls, these these scrolls were later opened very carefully and they were examined by those that could read the manuscripts and what was written on these scrolls. Mm -hmm. And these scrolls were 99%, they were found to be 99% accurate to today's modern version of the Bible. Really? And these scrolls were written hundreds of years ago. Wow. Remember earlier on in the show, I talked about the scribes. Yeah, how they just rewrote the whole thing over and over and over again. They just rewrote them over and over and over again. And there are what we call the protectors of the word. Uh Um, And these protectors of the word took these scrolls and they they secured them in jars of clay. Mm -hmm. And they buried them in these caves in the mountain. And our archaeologists in the early 1900s, found them, and they link back to the early manuscripts. Okay, so that's just one example. Okay. When people say, well, how do we know that the Bible is true? 
Okay, mm-hmm. so archaeological. Here's another one. Uh, you know, more more relevant to our times in the past ten years. Several seals that belonged to, to King Hezekiah. Hezekiah was mentioned in the Bible. They've been found. In fact, one was found just ten feet from a seal that may have belonged to the prophet Isaiah, who was an advisor to the king. You can read about that in the book of Isaiah. Another archaeological find, uh, the remains of a palace that was possible that possibly belonged to King Man- Manas... I can't pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> Manasseh, M-A-N-A-S-S-E-H. The ruler in 2 Kings chapter 21. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord. Now that was just discovered. Um, And then lastly, a Christian house of worship was discovered dating back to the first century in the ancient city of Laodicea, which is also mentioned in the book of Revelations. Wow. So the book of Revelations, um, or there are all these different archaeological points that are mentioned in the Bible. And as archaeologists are searching for them, and uh, they're, they're discovering more and more of them. Actually, one of the most controversial archaeological finds right now uh, in our time is um, this story of uh, Noah's Ark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We were talking about this, I think, at some point. <laughs> whether whether Noah's Ark was a true story or uh-huh. whether it was not. Yeah. Well, there there is um, a controversial archaeological find that is taking place right now um, in the country of Turkey. Yeah. And archaeologists say that they have found the actual ark. That's uh, that pretty Noah. crazy. Yeah. And the government in the, in these these countries, they're preventing the archaeologists from digging and investigating and investigating further. <laughs> right. Wow, that's really insane. So what do you think about these? So you asked the question, why do we believe the Bible? Um, not only is there consistency in the different books, that's a requirement in order to be considered um, part of the Bible, but there are also these archaeological finds in the Bible. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's um, solid evidence that it's true because not only do the people that wrote the books, they're consistent with one another, but there's actual physical evidence that it's real. Yeah. So it's... It's, I don't know. I, for me, it's easier, I guess, because I believe. But I guess for someone on the outside, it might be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I only picked out a few. Yeah. I know there's definitely a, a few more because I've heard people mention other things that, like in the world, physically align with what the Bible says. Not only a few more. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. Okay. There, there are go. hundreds more from from the discovery of the tomb where Jesus was laid after his crucifixion. Yeah, I was going to say, I've definitely heard of a hundreds. bunch of things that have aligned with what the Bible says. And, and what, what's interesting, there, so there is another sect, a religious sect, mm-hmm. that believes that the end times will come mm-hmm. when an archaeological find is discovered. So there, uh, this is a little off our notes here, but yeah. <laughs> there, there is, um, in the Old Testament, Moses goes up to the mountain uh-huh. and Moses spends time with God mm-hmm. and God gives him what we know to be the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. God, Moses, uh, has them etched in stone mm-hmm. and comes down the mountain and with these tablets mm-hmm. with the 10 commandments on them. They, the Ten Commandments are then placed 
in what is called the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. And the, it's, it's found in the Old Testament. You can get a full reading of it. It's made of gold. Um, there was only a certain group of people that were actually allowed to touch or even carry the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And there's actually a story where the carriers of the Ark of the Covenant are carrying it from one place to another, and it starts to fall. And as it falls, one of the one of the um, one of the people that are walking by mm-hmm. sees the Ark of the Covenant starting to fall, and he actually uses his hand and prevents the Ark from falling. Mm-hmm. And he's immediately killed. Oh my goodness! Because he, there are only, there's only a certain group that's allowed to touch or carry the Ark of the Covenant. Wow! And so, and and that's he, serious stuff right there. <laughs> is God's holy word. Uh huh. And he, so he prevents the Ark from falling, and and he immediately dies. Now this Ark of the Covenant, when the Babylonians came in and conquered Jerusalem, uh-huh. which by the way is a documented historical it's event, event. Uh-huh. and it's um it's it's a real war and a battle uh-huh. that is historic that was historically documented. The Ark of the Covenant goes missing. Oh, no. And since Babylon captures uh, captures Jerusalem and God's chosen land, mm-hmm. the Ark of the Covenant has not been found since. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so there is some believers, there are some religious groups that b- say that when the Ark of the Covenant is rediscovered, mm-hmm. that is when the end times will come. Wow. So I only point that out as a little nugget to our listeners that there are many archaeological finds that are that are talked about in the Bible uh-huh. to to just add um, as the evidence uh-huh. of why the Bible is is true. Is true. Okay, so again, there are archaeological evidences, but we can also reference geological evidences of, say, for example, the flood, uh-huh. right? Um, the the flood that is talked about in Noah's story, the, the Noah's Ark story. And it's very scientific. Mm-hmm. And I know earlier today we talked about we're going to have a podcast that talks about science in the Bible. Yes, right? that's well, a good one. Well, so here's here's a little taste to wet your whistle. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> the, the science, it's very scientific, but really the gist is that there's a violently eroded rock surface mm-hmm. called the Great unconformity now that's a big word and there are many scientists that may be listening to our podcast that'll know what i'm talking about but that was caused this great uh, unconformity was caused by the initial rising floodwaters which is found across every continent yeah there isn't one continent that this isn't found and in this rock we find rapidly buried and preserved graveyards of fossils of animals and plants wow Okay. Mm-hmm. The other area is anthropology. Mm-hmm. Investigations among ancient cultures have shown that there are hundreds of flood legends that share details with the biblical account, the story found in the Bible. Yeah. Hundreds of them. That's pretty crazy. But Noah's Ark, I feel like, is a whole different topic. It is Because a whole there's topic. like a lot of details that people could be like, oh, well, what about this and that? But anyway, I think it's crazy that there's actual evidence that fl- a flood occurred. So that provides evidence that it really happened. Right. There's geological. Mm-hmm. There is archaeological. There is anthropological mm-hmm. studies. Um, all of these different 
um, these different ways and evidences that justify the Bible mm-hmm. is real. Okay, so so we've said why the Bible is real, yep. but the main point, I guess, is that, like for us, is that we believe it's the Word of God. So how do we know that the Bible is from God and not just from these people? Yeah, so I'm going to use, so there's some fancy terms out there, and I'm not going to get into them too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, There's this world, word that uh, is, is inerrancy. All right. mm-hmm. There is also this, um, this, when you're studying the topic of the Bible, there is the inspirational, um, these, mm-hmm. you know, meaning that God, th- this word is God inspired. Yes. Inerrancy means that there is, there is found no error in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into all of that, um, today because I think that it is far more important to use scripture mm-hmm. to answer your question. Okay. Scripture that points directly to the fact that this is God-breathed, mm-hmm. God-inspired words um, to the authors. Mm-hmm. Okay? So here we go. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, the author of uh, this book wasn't Timothy. It was actually Paul. Hmm. And Paul says this. 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is breathed out by God. And profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Okay, and what he's talking about, the breath here is referring to the Holy Spirit translating God's word to his people. Mm-hmm. And you nice. can and and this scripture also goes into why the Bible um it it you know what are the applications of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, for reproof, for teaching, for correcting, for training in righteousness. So listen, for those of you that are watching and when we boost this on the social media platform that we're going to boost it. (laughs) We're going to do that again? Oh, we're going to do it again. Because here's the reality. If you're not interested in being righteous, Uh then the book isn't for you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it is for the training in righteousness yes all right so Mm -hmm. that's another topic here's another one second peter chapter 1 verse 21 now again this is the author paul paul says for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke from god as they were carried along by the holy spirit wow pretty pretty simple and said right there pretty it's, it's pretty to the point yeah Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37 says this. If anyone thinks that he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. Mm. Okay, now these, these point out, God told us through his disciples that he is the author of the words of the Bible and the evidence that we have talked about help us to accept the truth of what is written. Mm-hmm. These this these scriptures are talking about the Holy Spirit who met with the disciples, the disciples. through and, and God in some of the earlier books. Again, in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, mm-hmm. God met with Moses. Mm-hmm. Okay, God met with Moses. God spoke to Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there, there, some of the other authors of like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, yeah. Proverbs, Psalms, uh, they heard from God, mm-hmm. which here would be the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, what I think about that is that if we believe that, well, I, I feel as though there's no way to not believe that the Bible is true because not because of us believing that God said it, but that it's historical. Like the events actually took place that happened Yeah, because there's evidence to prove them from what we just described, geological and archaeological. Archaeological, right. Yeah, Yeah. so if we believe that and it's true, then the words that are written in it have to be true as well. Yeah, one of the more confrontational conversations or or, uh, discussions that happens is how come the Bible can be proved both in consistency, remember, uh-huh. in consistency, a thousand years, uh, these the Old Testament were written, 50 years. Mm-hmm. So, so through consistent writing, through firsthand knowledge yeah. writing in the New Testament, the 50-some years that mm-hmm. the New Testament was written, from archaeological discoveries, from geological discoveries, from anthropological discoveries, it is really the only contested book mm-hmm. that is challenged. And the question is why? Mm-hmm. Why is it so challenged? That is a good question. <laughs> if you were to sit in a courtroom mm-hmm. and you were to provide the evidence, like if the Bible were on trial, yeah, there is overwhelming evidence that That's the Bible true. is true. Mm-hmm. Now, my response to that is that we live in a fallen world. Yeah. Again, if you're not serious about seeking out righteousness, then then you're going to refute. Mm-hmm. The evidence is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that your alignment is correct. Yeah. The, the evidences are true. Yeah. And uh, we've also talked about this a couple times where people have uh, have tried to disprove the Bible and say that it's not real. And, and they're like, that's really what they do. Like they spend their time doing that and yeah. they've just become believers because the evidence just proves that the Bible is real. So uh, what? It, it's not that I don't... L- I love these stories mm-hmm. um, because, and, and I love them because the individual comes to learn and grow in their relationship with the creator. And mm-hmm. what, what stories am I talking about? There are countless stories of atheists, yeah. people who don't believe there is a God, mm-hmm. people who don't believe in God. Um, uh, one of them um, is C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.S. Lewis didn't believe there was a God didn't believe in the things of the Bible. Mm -hmm. But when he went on a study, he studied out whether the Bible was true, whether there was a God. Mm -hmm. He says all the evidence shows that it's true. Mm -hmm. And he then accepted the fact that there is a creator, there is a God. Mm -hmm. He accepted Jesus Christ as being the Savior. Story after story of atheists who really... Listen, there are those individuals who will go and, and say they study the Bible, yeah. but when they come up against an evidence that is irrefutable, uh-huh. they will choose to deny it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by those the atheists that really go after studying and learning the Bible. Yeah. When they do that, there is countless story after story after story of at the end of their journey, mm-hmm. they come to accept that there is a creator they come to accept that Jesus Christ was a man, mm-hmm. was a perfect man, was was God in the form of man, mm-hmm. 
who died on the cross, rose again three days later, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. Story after story. So I, you know, I just That's hope great. that That's I. Really great. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really powerful, mm -hmm. and for the the for the individual who actually goes after it. Yeah, I. When you say it like that, it means for like the people that say things and they don't really really study it they're just trying to say oh that's not true yeah they're they're uh, right they're they're just you know they're not, it, they don't actually take the time they just don't believe it so they give you an argument yeah and, like that. and then there are people in this world that they're set on just doing evil things that's true i didn't even really think about like that. they are just set on saying no it's not true it's not uh -huh. real uh they are just adversaries regardless of what the evidence shows yeah they, mm -hmm. they don't they don't want to reasonably um, divide the evidences. Yeah. Listen, you come to me and you have a conversation and you present evidence. I am going to look at it from the, from what you provide. I'm yeah. going to look at it uh, and I'm going to study it. I'm going to. And if your evidence proves to be mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to say I agree with that. Yeah. I think a lot of the division in the world today is is because of things like that. People don't want to open their mind and accept what other people are thinking so they they just stick to their side and don't hear other people out for what they believe yeah and, and i think one of the other uh, listen the internet is great technology is great mm -hmm. it has its place but i think one of the other sad things that that is taking place is you uh the individual doesn't spend enough time researching it yeah they mm -hmm. go on they go online they see a story and they 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 own they instantly believe it, yeah. Right, they own the results of that story. They don't vet out whether there is truth behind that story. Uh -huh. They they don't follow it to its end. Yeah. They simply say, "Well, you're not you're, the Bible's not real. Well, why? Oh, well, because I found this on the internet." Yeah. Okay. Well, that there was a lot. There was actually a lot of like comments that I was looking through, and and I was like, "Oh, well, why do these people believe the way they believe?" Because I'm just curious, like, yeah. maybe they have a point, you know, like, maybe it's right, right. And so I looked through a few people even put scripture on there. And I was like, okay, let me go to it. And then I would read the scripture. And I was like, it didn't align the way they said it aligned the way it did for me. Like, I didn't see what their point was. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't evidence against me in my point of view when I was reading it. Right. So I was like, I don't know, I guess they just... A lot of it, I felt like if they had finished reading the scripture, right. it would have meant something different to them. Right. But it was just like they gave me one line and right. that was it. And then they didn't read a little further down like to right. get the whole point of it. And I was like, well, you can't really use that one small piece of scripture because it's not the full thing. It right. It, it wasn't the full part. Yeah. And, and I think the other important thing is like when you're having these conversations to recognize, does the other person really want the truth? Or yeah. are they just having a conversation just to be controversial? Yeah. Are they just doing it? Because no matter what you say to that type of an individual, they're not going to receive it. Yeah. They just want to be confrontational. They yeah. just want to say no. Well, and, and that's why I didn't respond to a lot of comments because I knew that a lot of them were just like people that were so like guarded yeah. that they just wouldn't even have a conversation about it. They would just try to fight everything that you say you know what i mean right and that's so, why and i didn't want to start arguments you know what i mean like i hate that so i was like i'm just not even going to respond 
because right. it was... And that's why apples and oranges provides biblical points. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave you scriptures. I'm going to read them again so that if you want to search this out yourself... Uh, we're we're giving you biblical scriptures that point to the to the the facts, mm-hmm. and you you search it out and you seek it for yourself. Yeah, um, with an open mind. You know, yeah. going going back to that story of well, I was in a car accident and a deer came out. Mm-hmm. Three individuals came forward and said I saw the same thing. The reality is, if three individuals also came out Mm -hmm. and said no i saw it also he was he was text messaging then the sensible person has to say okay well maybe i got something wrong yeah no decision would be made the police officer would say okay i have three accounts of the deer Mm -hmm. i have three accounts of them saying that uh he was on his phone yeah i cannot come to a determination Mm -hmm. and so until more evidence is provided Mm -hmm. the the report will say undecided okay Mm -hmm. so when you if you can provide more evidence to your to to back your understanding then the sensible person has to slow down and consider them yeah so our well i like to say that we the podcast that we have is very open-minded to what people believe. That's like right. We don't want to shoot anyone down or this or that. We just know what we believe because we have the Bible. That's so right. We, so we use that as our foundation to what our answers are. To what our answers are. And why do we be believe the Bible? We mm-hmm. believe the Bible because of the consistency found within it. Mm-hmm. Thousands of years apart. We believe the Bible because of the first-hand um, experiences and testimonies that are written in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We believe the Bible because of the geological evidences, the um, archaeological evidences, the anthropological evidences. Mm-hmm. These are all the reasons why we believe the Bible. Mm-hmm. Scriptures for you that, it, it, again, as you're searching this out, as you're seeking it, 2 Timothy 3.16, 2 Peter 1.21, 1 Corinthians 14.37. Again, another good uh, website that you can go to is genesis.org. Genesis.org is another, uh, it's another really good, um, did I get that? I got that right, right? Mm -hmm. Genesis.org. Yeah, there it is, Um, genesis.org. This is another really good resource for those of you that are searching out, and, and again, whether you're you're a reasonable person searching out the truth. Mm-hmm. If you want to say the Bible isn't true, fine. Just back it up. The evidence. Back it up. Uh-huh. Because we're providing you with the reasons why we believe it is true. So I hope that cleared up some questions about the reliability of the Bible. There's so much more information out there about why we can trust what the Bible says is true. Thank you guys for watching us today and listening. And um, we have a new show every Friday at 7 p.m. You can search us at Apples and Oranges on YouTube or Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Again, we're trying to nail down what our moment of hope should be, whether it should be glimmers of light in the darkness, moments of hope, what other... Yeah. topics people want to want to hear us hear. talk about mm-hmm. what what other uh, controversial um you know headlines are going on in the news mm-hmm. uh that people people want to talk about or, or want to vet through uh, again we're we're here to provide um we're the biblical point of view as as the bible 
says it. Yes. Well, thanks for those that are watching. If you haven't shared this, uh, we ask that you share it. Again, we're trying to get up to 100 subscribers. Uh, so we've we can got, go live. Yeah, so we can go live. <laughs> we've gotten a couple more under our belt. I think we're up to like 76 or 77. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so we're getting there. Mm -hmm. uh, but please share this with your friends and family. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apples and Oranges. And uh, we'll do it again next Friday. Everybody have a blessed week. Uh, thank you guys for listening.